You are listening to the Christian Bookworm Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and I show up here to talk to you about all things bookish and to share fiction, nonfiction, and children's book recommendations written by and for Christians. I love reading good books, and I love helping you find good books too. Let's dive in. This is episode 66, and I'm so glad you're here. You can find the links to all the books and anything else we talk about today on our show notes page, www.authorskbell.com slash p slash show notes dot html. Welcome back. This is our, I think our fourth Christmas episode. Very exciting. So I am once again joined by my mom, Cindy, the queen of Christmas. Welcome back, mom. Hi, thank you. Glad to be here. Okay, so while we are recording this, it is mid-November. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. And mom, tell everyone what you're planning to do after we hang up. Well, I'm actually going to go see a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas <laughs> musical of the Nativity. Um, <laughs> I just discovered this the other day, so I'm kind of excited. I want to go see it. Um, wasn't real sure if it would show in my small town, but um, it's called Journey to Bethlehem. Uh, like I said, it's a Christmas musical with um, Antonio Banderas, Fiona, ah, I can't remember, uh, Palomo, and Milo Mannheim. I have seen <laughs> like bits and pieces, clips, and it's it's definitely a Cindy kind of movie. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so after you watch it, of course the episode will be done recording, but you can tell me how it was and then I'll put in a little update for everybody. Sounds good. I'll be happy to. Okay, so what else do you have going on this December? Are you doing anything fun or exciting this year? Well, um, there is Christmas in Bethlehem. Uh, the little town that's about 15 miles from our town has every year they do uh, it's a, a Christmas market, basically, but it's set up as uh, biblical times. I mean, you've got biblical bread and um, little camels, and they have little places where you can stop and try different, uh, I guess, venues. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's really kind of cool. It's like a Bethlehem theme park, if you will. So and I'm hoping to get to go and do that. They do it every um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the first um, three weekends in December. Oh, that so. sounds like fun. We are going to do, so typically the beauty of homeschool, you can kind of do what you want, right? So typically what I like to do is essentially take December off. So it's not really all the way off. Um, I kind of like to do like maybe once a week, do a math lesson just so they're not forgetting everything. And um, sometimes they'll do handwriting and then often there's all kinds of writing um, that gets done just out of excitement, but we just like really focus on Christmas and it's really fun. And definitely there's lots of secular fun stuff mixed in, but, um, it's very like spiritual as well for our family. So it's a fun time. We do, let's see, um, this year we're going to try something new. We're going to do a, um, like a dollhouse scene out of miniatures. Um, so we got a, just a little kit and then we got a few extra items 
that are Christmas themed. So we'll just put on some Christmas music and build that. Everybody's really excited about that, or at least the girls and I are. <laughs> and they got a new Christmas puzzle from my grandpa. So they're um, also looking forward to doing that during our read aloud. And the one I picked this year is a secular book. And it's one I'm really excited about. I read it last year by myself, and I thought it was so fun. It's called Winter Frost by Michelle Hoots or Houts. Um, this is set in Denmark, and there's a little like gnome-like creature. So it is a little fantastical, <laughs> um, and it's it's N I S S E. So I think it's pronounced Nisa Nisa and so this little creature, the the theory or the legend goes, you know, that they just kind of hang out in your barn and take care of things for you. But in return, all they ask is for their one little bowl of rice pudding on Christmas Eve. And in this story, things got really chaotic. And this one year, the family forgot. They forgot um, to put out their rice pudding. And um, everything got super chaotic. And basically, the family had to, like, kind of temporarily like split up um kind of unrealistic but basically like I don't know mom had to go take care of like her I think dad had to leave and then right after that mom learned that her mother had like fallen or gotten sick or something and she had to like hurry off to go and take care of her so we have our 12 year old protagonist is left in charge of her baby sister who's like 11 months old or something not super realistic these days, but this is what happened. <laughs> They've got the neighbors, like, checking in on them, but still. So at some point, she puts the baby out in the pram outside to take a nap, which I have read is very common in European countries. And when she wakes up, the baby is gone. And somehow she learns that this little gnome creature has taken the baby. And so she has to go on a little bit of an adventure to get her baby sister back before mom and dad get home and find out <laughs> that, you know, she's lost the baby to this little creature. So it's going to be fun. I think it's going to work really well for the age range that I'm working with. And I think all my kids are going to like it. So we're looking forward to it. That sounds like a cute one. <laughs> it is. It's not, it's, it's very much secular, but it, it was clean and it was nice. So it'll be fine. And we're also going to go to the Nutcracker. So I used to always love going to the Nutcracker. I've danced in the Nutcracker when I was younger. But I have never taken my kids. It's just never worked out. And this year, for the first time, everybody gets to go. And everyone's very excited. Exciting. Yes. Your dad and I still go every year. <laughs> do you? I don't think I knew that. Yep, we still go. We usually Actually, do... Actually, this year our tickets are for, I think, December the 2nd. Oh, very nice. We yeah. usually do just a DVD, and we have, we call it our Nutcracker Viewing Party. And <laughs> we might end up still doing that with a friend, because um, my girls are so excited that they might, they're like, we might want to do it even more after we see it. So, I don't know, we might <laughs> still do our little Nutcracker Viewing Party. Um, there is a song by Straight No Chaser 
called the nutcracker and it's hilarious but i'm afraid to let your dad listen to it because then he won't want to go to the nutcracker with me anymore Uh (laughs) it's about it's about a guy whose wife is staring him down aren't you getting ready for the nutcracker he's like oh yeah all right fine i'll go so he goes to the nutcracker and he's thinking okay i I did it so i won't have to do it anymore and then at the very end she leans over and whispers in his ear this was so fun i can't wait for you to take me again next year oh of course <laughs> That's cute. That's but secretly, cute. I think your dad enjoys going with me. Yeah, it's a tradition, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not totally his thing, but I'm sure he enjoys it well enough, you know? I think he just loves that I have such a, a good time, so he's like, you know, suck it up and go with it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, of course, we're going to do some of the other general Christmassy things, our Christmas picture books, and um, there's like a little nativity um, like display kind of thing here I think we're going to go do, and, you know, Christmas movies and all of that. But, um, of course, why are we here today? Because you and I are once again going to do our Christmas buddy read. Yay! So what did we decide on this year? So the last... A few years, we read from Once Upon a Dickens Christmas by Michelle Grieb. We had um, three stories in there, and so we've read the first two of those. And then we also have Karen Whitemire's, um, oh, why can't I think of what it's called? The Texas Christmas one. What is it called? Uh, Now that you ask, I can't say. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Under the Texas Mistletoe. Yes. Mistletoe, yeah. And yeah, that one right. also has three stories, and we've also read two of those. So we have one left in each of these, and we decided to go with Dickens. Dickens. I, I kind of think the Dickens Christmas. Yes. So the third story that this is what we're going to be reading this year, and then we'll be done with this book. This one is The Old Lace Shop. Recently widowed, Bella White is finally freed from the domination of the overbearing men in her life. But when she enters into a business partnership with the handsome Edmund Archer, she begins to wonder if marriage is worth a second chance. So we loved the first two stories, which were 12 Days at Bleakley Manor and then A Tale of Two Hearts. And this one doesn't sound quite as compelling as the other two to me, just based based on that super brief one-sentence description. (laughs) Right, right. But I love the other two so much that I have a feeling that we'll love this one, too. I I think so. I I think, uh, well, I have to say, I really liked the first one, the 12 Days of Christmas Weekly Bleakly Manor. That one was awesome. I have to say, of of the two, that was my favorite. So we'll find out if it if it remains the champion out of the three. Yes, <laughs> we will see. That's how I think I feel too. Although I did, I really liked the second one as well. But I do think that first one was my favorite too. Okay, well we're gonna see how this goes because this is a bit ambitious, and especially with all the activities and things that we have planned for the year. But These are the Christmas books I personally hope to read this year. So I've been working my tail off getting through the next few books in Karen Kingsbury's Baxter Family series. And I should be able to pull it off unless I stop reading as much um, to be able to actually read the Baxter Family Christmas in December. 
and then I'll probably take a break for a while because I'm like plowing through them to get to that but it, it just was like going to be one of those weird things where I either needed to read way too many of them quickly right. and get to this one in December or this one would be due up in like March and I didn't really want to do that I don't tend to like doing that so yeah I'm gonna really try to make that happen and then I also wanted to share this. So I just got a few Amanda Dykes Christmas novellas. So I've talked about her on the show before. I really love her writing. She's got really beautiful writing. She is a Christie Award winner, knows what she's doing. Um, the first book I ever talked about on the show or the first fiction was um, Whose Waves These Are. That's her World War II time slip. And then I've also talked about... All the Lost Places, I think is what it's called, um, which is the one in Italy. And then she's also got one, Set the Stars Alight, which I recently read and loved. I don't know if I've actually gotten the chance to talk about it on the show yet or not. But I really like her writing. Her books are not like a fast pace, like plow through. They're like really like sink your teeth in kind of books. And she's got right now, at the time of this recording, so... Bear with me because time will pass, and I don't know if it'll still be the case. But at the time that I'm saying this, um, her Christmas novellas are free for Kindle. Nice. So, and I think there's there's two or three of them. I think there was three of them. So I got those on my husband's Kindle, and I want to try to read at least one of those this year. And I'm also going to read The Case for Christmas by Lee. How do you say it, Mom? Is it Strobel or Strobel? Strobel? I've heard Strobel, but who knows? (laughs) I have heard Strobel. Okay, so um, he wrote The Case for Christ. And then there's been a bunch of, like, I don't know, spinoffs, if you will. First of all, they've made a movie uh, of the concept. And then also in um, the movie God's Not Dead 2, because I haven't actually seen the first one, as weird as that is, um, they actually interview him in the courtroom um but this yes. was um and by the way god's not dead or uh, um that i liked that movie but also the case for christ was a really good movie as well um and we've i've read like the case for christ for kids and there's a bunch of others i think like the case for heaven all kinds of things so last year the case for christmas was 99 cents on amazon as a paperback or 2.99 i don't know it was a very low price Um, so I went ahead and got it and I want to read that this year as my Christmas nonfiction. And then I'm also going to read a, I will. Yeah, I definitely will. I also, I loved the case for Christ. We did it as a Bible study and then I've also seen the movie. Um, and yes, I, I saw both, uh, God's not dead one and God's not dead two. I think there's Um, a third one actually as well. Have you seen it? Oh really? No, I haven't seen the third one. Yeah, I still need to see the first. (laughs) Um, I also got at a thrift store, a yard sale or something, one of those times where it's like it was 25 cents, so I had to get it. Um, And it's, you know, The Purpose Driven Life by um, Rick Warren. So this is like a purpose-driven Christmas. And um, I'm not going to probably read that one this year because I wanted to do The Case for Christmas. Um, Although that's a really small book, so maybe I'll end up doing both. I don't know. But I'm excited to do that one at some point as well. And then I'm also going to read a secular middle grade novel that I'm hoping will be 
a good one to plan for next year's read aloud. This one is Angel Tree by Daphne Benedis Grab. Um, and the like super brief description is a heartwarming Christmas mystery and friendship story. Well, I'm curious to see how that one turns out and if the kids enjoy it. As promised, here's a quick mini update on that movie, Journey to Bethlehem. Mom really liked it. She felt like um, King Herod, Herod was a bit creepy at times and probably the movie was a little too dark and scary for your youngest kids. Um, but overall, she thought it was a really good movie and does recommend it. And now back to books. Okay, bookworms, I do have some recommendations for all of you of some Christmas books I went ahead and took the time to read in advance this year, which I don't really love to do. I only do that for the show. That's just for you guys. <laughs> so, okay, for fiction, um, I just finished The Christmas Spirit by Debbie Maycomer. Um, I read a nonfiction Christian book by her earlier this year. I did talk about it on the show. It's called like God's Guest List and I really loved it. And she shared in that book that um, she used to write plenty of other books and then deepened her faith. And now her books have more faith content and are, are also more appropriate content wise um, and more specifically talking about like intimacy scenes. So um, she specifically brought that up because she shared that sometimes readers will see a new book has come out by her and they get it and then they write to her that they're really disappointed in her. And she explained that it's really frustrating for her too, but she no longer has the rights to those original works. Those The rights to those stories belong to the publishing houses. And sometimes they re-release them with a new cover at Christmas time and there's not really anything she can do about it, which I do know to be true about how the publishing industry works um so because of that I was mindful to pay attention to when this one was released and um this is a, a newer one she does have a one character who well a, a few characters who have a slightly seedier past but she's never like gets into it you're just aware um so anyway this one's the Christmas spirit and the essential premise here is that you have two best friends uh, two men. One is a barkeeper and the other is a pastor. And they're essentially talking about, you don't know how easy you have it. My job is way harder than yours. No, you don't know how easy you have it. My job is way harder. And they decide to trade places for a week. And it's like right before Christmas. Um, and so now we have this pastor who is serving some very a very rough and tumble crowd at the bar and then we have this barkeep who is attempting to hold everything together um, for the congregation in time for Christmas and so of course it's fun and playful but you know has a that deeper Christmas meaning you know woven in and I thought it was actually a lot of fun I actually think you would like this one mom I think I would it sounds it sounds like a Sadiq story <laughs> and I'm also reading one right now so I'm not done with it yet it's called the Christmas Pony by Melody Carlson. I started it because I was hoping to finish it in time for this episode, but I just didn't end up having time. Um, and I was thinking about how much you like Melody Carlson, so I was going to remind you of that just in case you decided to read something else this Christmas. You should look for something by Melody Carlson. 
ah, I think I will do just that. Okay, for nonfiction, I have two um, new-ish releases to share with you all. The first one is one that's a re-release. So it is a new release, but it's a re-release. And I, I believe I've talked about it on the show in one of our past Christmas episodes. Um, this one is Christmas Miracles by Karen Kingsbury. So this was sent to me by the publisher. Uh, the origin. This is the, the original book with a new cover, but they've added a story in the beginning uh, by Karen herself. So the others are other people's stories of Christmas miracles, and then this one is hers personally. And I liked it. I thought it was sweet. These are kind of like, um, like chicken soup for the soul. For the soul. That sort yeah. of. But they're all written by her. She's just collected other people's stories. Nice. Like an anthology of yeah of people's kind of Christmas testimony or right, right. And some of the stories are really like just sweet, moving, and then some of them are. Um, you know, a lot more intense. You probably wouldn't like this one, Mom, because there's definitely quite a few tearjerkers, but others. Yeah, I don't like where I don't like where people die or get hurt. Yes, well, then you won't like this one. <laughs> but okay, you'll love this next one. So I also was um, sent this one by the publisher. This one is Charlie Brown's Christmas Miracle by Michael Keane, and this is the story of how the Charlie Brown Christmas special made it to television and it's so fun there's a lot of things like for example when this came out so in what was it like early 70s i think it was i don't remember now but well, it's um been around from as long as i can remember i was born in 68 so <laughs> it was there when i was around so so this was like a really big deal because it was very kind of scary to imagine putting like scripture and the nativity scene in cartoon form. So I, if I'm remembering right, this hadn't been done yet at that point. And people, you know, they were like, are people going to love this that we're, you know, sharing this with their kids or are people going to be furious and say that we're irreverent and that this is blasphemous to have a cartoon oh. reading scripture. And it was very like, Oh man, like, Oh, should we try it? And I'm glad that they did try it, but it was, it was neat. And of course it's interesting to see this perspective because these days, um, well, even I think about like in the late nineties, early two thousands, there was a TV show called seventh heaven, which was about a pastor and his family. And the, the premise was good. You know, they were working towards like teaching their kids moral values in spite of the secular world around them definitely the kids got into a lot of scrapes there were they were showing things happening that they then had to learn why that was wrong um but one thing i had found kind of interesting was that they being modern television they never really talked about god even the sermons they would sometimes show the church service and the sermon would be about like be nice to each other but like there would not be of course any scripture they weren't actually like saying the name of Jesus that I can recall and so it's just interesting to see because these days we have the total opposite problem people are also trying to not put nativity scenes and scripture on tv but for a totally different reason it's not about being irreverent it's about that they just don't want to go there 
Exactly. Isn't yeah. that horrible? So sad. It, it is. It is. But anyway, so for those who are a fan of uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas special, but also um, fans of, like, I'll say history. Obviously, this is not true history, but kind of just the history of, like, a brief little time period. Um, I thought it was pretty fun. I learned a lot, and I think it'll be enjoyable for a lot of people. Yeah, it sounds like it. And last but not least, I will tell you about a picture book I read last night. This one is 17 Christmases by Dandy Daily Mackle. And this was cute. I would say it's ideal for like three to like seven-ish crowd. Of course, you can always do younger and you can do older. They just may not be quite so interested. But this is a kind of shorter rhyming picture book about a family kind of road tripping um, all over the U.S. in like a very random order. (laughs) And they go to... Um, 17 different places and they have Christmas. I'm trying to remember. I mean, I'm not going to remember all 17. I know they went to New York, Chicago, Philadelphia. Um, some of them didn't say the actual town, just the state. They went to Alaska, Kentucky, Texas, New York, if I didn't say that. I think Maine, Indiana. Some of them, it was like literally the sentence was like, then we went to Indiana and then we went here, you know, and others it was a little bit more than that. Um, so this is just kind of a fun one. It was cute. It didn't have like a ton of faith content, really not much spirituality other than like right near the very end when they're saying like happy birthday to Jesus. But it was just still, it was fun and it was cute. And if your library has it, it might be worth a read this December. Nice. That is our show today, Bookworms. Thank you, as always, for being here and for listening. I, once again, I know I've said it before, but I once again want to point out that I'm well aware that the holidays are not always a happy, joyful, easy time for everyone. Sometimes loss happens. Sometimes stress happens. Sometimes they're just full of strife, and they're just generally painful, and I completely understand that. So I just want you all to know that I am praying for joy and light this holiday season, and I'm also praying praying for peace and comfort for those of you who need that a little bit more. If you want to keep in touch between now and the next episode, you can't really keep in touch with my mom, but you can listen to those previous Christmas episodes she's in. Um, You also can get a copy of our book of birth stories, and you can read her birth stories. So that book is Blessed by Birth by S.K. Bell. And I will link to that in the show notes. If you want to keep in touch with me between now and then, the best place to do that is my blog, authorskbell.com. You can also find me on YouTube where I am the Christian Bookworm. I did just put up another video the other day, so I guess we're back in action over there. Um, Otherwise, I'm still not using other social media a ton at the moment, Um, but I am... SK Bell on Goodreads and I am author SK Bell on Pinterest and Twitter. I hope you all have a great holiday season. I think I will be back one more time before Christmas, but happy Christmas just in case I'm not. And yeah, I think that's everything. I hope you have a great day today, bookworms, and I hope that at some point involves you curling up with a good book. See you next time. Mm-hmm.